Does the thought of entertaining guests overnight overwhelm you? Well, today we are talking all about overnight guests on this episode with the most experienced hostess that I know. Hi there. You're listening to Happy Hostess Podcast with Christy Lalonde. I'll be sharing episodes each week to help you entertain and welcome guests into your home without all the stress. There will be guest interviews with party planning and hospitality experts that share their secrets to becoming a confident hostess. So get comfortable as we find the joy in celebrating life's big and small moments. and welcome to the 39th episode of the Happy Hostess Podcast. Today is a very special day because not only have I known my guest for 30 years, but she is also my sister-in-law, Lisa Walker. She is definitely the first person that comes to mind when I hear hostess with the mostest because she has been hosting our family for holidays for decades now And no one knows how to make someone feel loved and welcomed like Lisa and her husband, Art. Now she is extending that welcome with their new adventure, 340 Lex, which is a short-term rental units right here in the heart of downtown Lexington, Kentucky. I'm so happy to have you here, Lisa. Thank you for coming. Well, thank you for those kind words. Made me my heart full. I appreciate that. Thank you for having me. Of course. Well, why don't you go ahead and tell everyone a little bit about yourself and your background? Will do. I'm Lisa Walker, and I'm blessed to be Christy's sister-in-law. I'm the oldest of seven children, so we all have lots of kids between us and and a big family. Art and I met at the University of Kentucky and uh, lived in Lexington for about six years, where I taught at Lexington Catholic High School. But then when we were pregnant with our firstborn, we moved here to Mount Sterling and I stayed at home and continued to have four more children. So we have a total of five. They're in their 20-somethings now. So we're empty nesters and I've just been volunteering at Art's office. He's a contractor here in Mount Sterling and kind of overseeing things at the office here in Mount Sterling and also at the office there in Lexington where 340, our Airbnb also resides. And how did 340 come about? Well, we wanted W Principles is our building division of construction. And we wanted a presence, an office presence in Lexington. So we were looking at different buildings. And when this one came up for sale, it was more space than we actually needed. Our HQ is here in Mount Sterling. We just wanted a small you know, conference room with a couple of offices there in Lexington. But this this building was in such a wonderful location. It steps from Rep Arena. Lex Live is new there. It's right across the street from it, just, just really truthfully in the heart of downtown. And we decided, let's let's turn this into an Airbnb. And instead of doing one big home with an office presence, you know, to the right of the building, we decided to do six units, three two-bedroom, two-bathroom units, and three one-bedroom, one-bath unit. And we, of course, then then 2020 happened, and 
midst of that. So it took a little bit longer, but it was it was actually due to wanting an office presence in Lexington is how it came about. And then it just evolved from there. Well, I can't think of anyone more suited to run an Airbnb than you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> because what we haven't told the listeners is that every holiday, how many people descend upon your home? <laughs> and well, it's been the night. <laughs> it's been continually growing since the youngest of my siblings are continuing to have children. But I think the final count is 26 children, you know, which would be my mom's grandchildren, and then 16 to 18 of us. So there's a houseful for sure. <laughs> All ranging from the oldest of our kids, I guess, Christy, you know, Art and Jackson, down to what, three months old? Ashley's Miles is three months old. So there's there's a, just about every uh, age represented at our house. So that final count is over 40 humans. Correct. At one time. <laughs> and most of them are spending the night. Most of them spend the night. And I will say you and, and my sisters and my other sisters-in-law are always so helpful. And my mother, I don't prepare the entire meal. Everybody brings something. Art and the boys are kind of in charge of whatever meats we're having, turkeys and whatnot down at the grill. So it as, as much as it sounds like it's overwhelming in so many people, there are also that many people that pitch in. So it's very doable. That is true, but I do feel like you are an expert at how to prepare <laughs> for overnight guests specifically. Yes, <laughs> sure. yes. Well, you know, when you're just having a, a meal for someone, that's that is a little bit different than preparing for overnight guests because if you just do the meal portion, you're not just preparing appetizers and dinner. You have to also prepare for breakfast, you know, in the morning. Right. Coffee, coffee drinkers, make sure you have plenty of creamer and coffee and orange juice and milk. And then what I call the littles aren't interested in, you know, a breakfast casserole or any kind of quiche or anything fancy. So you need to make sure you've got little donuts and cereal and things like that, fruit for the littles, and then something pretty hearty for the adults, you know, some sausage and gravy. So that's one difference is the meal prepping. And then the other for overnight guests is, you know, where is everybody going to lay their head <laughs> when it's that <laughs> many, that many people? You try to figure out, you know, for example, our youngest sister, Ashley, is a mom of four and the oldest is eight. So I'd like to give them a room, if you will, with, with a bed or two where mom and dad can lay their head down, brothers and sisters can lay their head down, and there's room for a crib or a playpen or something to put the the newest one in. And then other people, for example, you and I, our children are grown, so they can all find a spot in the basement. People, several of you all bring blow-up mattresses. That's always helpful. And everybody just kind of puts their stuff where they're going to fall at the end of the night, and I just have it all prepared, you know, you go here, your family's up far left, your family's up far right, you're down in the basement, just kind of direct everybody. And it works out. <laughs> plenty of blankets, plenty of pillows need to prepare for that, which you wouldn't have to do if you were just, you know, preparing for to host a meal. Overnight, definitely, you have to think of more, more than just that meal. That is for sure. And I know that most of our listeners are probably not going to be 
having an army overnight. <laughs> They're more likely just having a couple or a family. Right, right, staying, right. Staying overnight. So what do you think are some of the most important things to consider, like for your guest bedroom and your bath to make sure that your guests are comfortable? Well, I know for here at home, I like to use a dash of Diva detergent when I wash the sheets. It's just a delicious smell. I like to make sure there's the essentials, which are, you know, Kleenex and bottled water and what I call the things you might have forgotten that are easily accessible, your toothbrush or your razor or your makeup removers for the ladies or lotion, you know, anything you might have, a phone charger, anything you might have forgotten to pack. I like to have accessible and easily seen either, you know, at the nightstand between the bed or in the bathroom. I think that's a a good thing that I provide here at home as well as at 340. Those are what I would call the essentials. And I like to also provide some luxury, especially at our Airbnb. I'd love to have fresh flowers, bathrobes are are wonderful. If the guest puts online when they check in that they're celebrating like a special occasion, they're there for their first derby or they're there for a anniversary. I like to provide a charcuterie um, in the fridge there at 340. And I'd like, I'd like to do like champagne and a little note. You know, I think that so those are some of the more special things that make it a little bit more luxurious. I like to provide throw blankets in the family room so they can get comfy. Sleeping masks are are nice as well. Again, chargers there. People always seem to forget those. So those are just some thoughtful things that I like to, especially if I know they're there for a specific event or celebration, I like to celebrate that. That is so fun for your guests, but that's really easy. Those are easy things to do at home as well. Absolutely. We also like to consider things that you didn't prepare for at 340. And it's the same with home too. And because it's my home, I I definitely can, it's easier for me to say, oh no, I have an extra umbrella or an extra, you know, sweatshirt or whatever. But at 340, I try to provide the same thing. For example, there's complimentary umbrellas. If people have checked in, say, to go to the races and it wasn't forecasted to to pour down the rain, they have them right there. Maybe provide some binoculars. You know, if I know people are attending the races for the first time. Matches for those folks that like to have a celebratory cigar at the at the races. Those are just some of our ideas that, I don't know, they just make it easy. That's just the key, I think, that you thinking ahead of time right. about what will make it easier for them. And, and really, it is, you know, far more what they're going to need in Lexington than they do if they're traveling here, you know? Right, right. And it's the same way when we're hosting in our home as well, is that we probably have an idea of what they might need or might not, or might not have normally that you might need here in Kentucky as opposed to where they live. And the funny part too is that over the years with our family and all the, you know, how they grow and grow and grow and, you know, for, for a lot of years, my five were out of the diapers and out of the bottles and out of the sippy cups, but forever I kept <laughs> diapers, pull-ups, 
extra sippy cups, extra bottles, you know, rice cereal. And that my my kids would say, mom, why in the world are you keeping this stuff? And I'd say, because notoriously somebody will need. And again, that just makes their, their stay easy. Oh, you have a sippy cup. Oh, goodness. Thank you. You have applesauce or whatever it is. I, I do try and think in terms of young moms that are doing the best they can just to get out the door, packing up all the babies. And, you know, so that is something that that did strike me as funny is what's in my pantry now, as opposed to, you know, 10 years ago. Different stages of life. Uh Different stages of life. And I think it's important as a hostess to consider your guests and what page of life they're on, if that makes sense. Right. If it's a young mom, you know, keep in mind, she might have not forgotten one thing for those children that she's packing around, but she might have forgotten her own outfit for the morning or pajamas or, you know, face wash or whatever. So I think it's important as a hostess to consider each page and stage of your guest as you prepare to have them overnight, especially. Now, has all of this hosting your friends and family overnight over the years and years. Did that influence your design when you all were building 340 Lex? Oh, that's a great question, Christy. It certainly, certainly influenced the design and the layout because what was important to me was to have guests feel like they're at home, but a little bit more upscale, if you will. I wanted a large space to gather and get comfy. So the fam, you know, the family room and the kitchen are all one space. And I wanted bathrooms for each bedroom. And I wanted those kind of not away, but separate from each other and from the living space so that those folks that are early risers and early to betters have a space where they can close the door and privacy of their own bathroom, privacy of their own bedroom. And those folks that want to stay up a little bit later can head either out to our patio with two fire pits or stay in their space and everyone's happy. The decor is a lot more modern than my specific taste, but it definitely works. Oh, it's it's just perfect for Lexington. Thank you. Thank you. We've had a lot of fun, you know, bringing it, seeing it come to fruition, especially in equipping the kitchen. You know, I know what people need to stay for a weekend. And I know when I've visited Airbnbs, you know, where's the salt and pepper? Where's the potato masher? Where's the whisker? Where are the scissors? Why are there no scissors? So I definitely know through hosting as well as traveling with children of all ages, what a guest might want to have accessible to them, especially in the kitchen. I I just think that while the decor wasn't influenced by my hostessing, it's a lot more modern than my my taste, but it works very well with the space. And it really does work well with Lexington because why don't you tell them about kind of like your themes? And Oh, yes, yes. We decided early on that we were going to theme each unit as well as the two hallways with bourbon and Keeneland, not horse racing, just bourbon and Keeneland. And we've named all the units after Triple Crown winners that were bred here in uh, Lexington. We have 
solicited Kayla Weber. She's a Louisville artist that does really cool pictures and paintings of uh, local bourbons throughout the state of Kentucky. And I was so fortunate to meet a gentleman on Team Coil that photographs the races there at Keeneland twice a twice a year, both fall and spring meets. And he uh, provided all the pictures throughout the units as well as the hallways of, of different horses and seasons at Keeneland, which really are breathtaking. So that's sort of our themes. It is our themes throughout the unit. And you wouldn't believe the amount of folks that come to Lexington for the bourbon tours that is when they take a vacation they're not heading to the beach or you know up east or what have you they're coming to Kentucky and they're doing these bourbon trails so we thought that might speak to them as well most definitely and I just found out last fall when I was trying to find a venue for a homecoming dance that Lexington is now a destination wedding place which really? I had zero idea until we could not find anything available. And I was shocked for, by for how homecoming. many. Yes. Yes. I was shocked by how many venues we have now. So I can, like, I picture when I think about 340, I definitely think about all the groomsmen staying in yes. some of those units because it would be the best place. They'd have communal places to hang out. And it's, you know, very, very appealing to men. Yes, definitely. And I'll tell you, we've we've hosted just two weekends ago a family in for for their son's wedding that did not want to stay in a hotel. They wanted to get here, you know, three or four days prior to the weekend. The sister of the groom had a small child. And so they set up camp in two of our units and just had an absolute ball. And last winter, we had a bride reach out that wanted pictures done, but really didn't have a good space to do so. So she she utilized one of our units and did all of her bridal portraits with her bridesmaids that turned out beautifully. So it definitely is on the it's on the up and up with a place for, you know, the the folks that don't necessarily want to be in the hotel for four nights. Right. I, I forgot to mention the units are also all equipped with washers and dryers. That's which is, huge. It's huge for, for folks that, that need that, you know, especially if they're traveling with younger folks or, you know, staying longer than just a weekend. Right. It's so nice to have it all there. We also offer, which I love too, a complimentary beverage station on your way out of the unit that's you know, just, just, oh, I forgot to grab a water or I'd love a Diet Coke or one more cup of coffee. And there's also snacks, which has been a, a huge hit. I'm a very big proponent of snacks. We always have, you never know when someone needs a little nibble. So I always have snacks and bottled water in each unit, as well as for the communal beverage station, granola bars, popcorn chips, nuts, you know, stuff like that. That's very thoughtful. And it really is so much easier to grab something there than, you know, to actually, if you're hungry at late at night, than to go out and think when you're in a new location, okay, where am I going to find a Just a little something. Or, you know, not a full meal, but like. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Exactly. I know that has to be much appreciated from your. I think so. I think, and, and some of the, 
you know, we have a guest book that folks, some of them prefer to leave a review online and then some are still old school and will write in the guest book, which I still love the handwritten word. And several have commented on thanks. So thankful for the snacks. That that was our favorite part of the stay. (laughs) I bet. Now, what do you suspect that holds people back from entertaining more, especially overnight guests? I would say my first suspicion would be that in order to host, be it one evening or daytime party or an overnight, first thing you have to do is clean. You have to <laughs> clean your house. You have to get it organized. You And the thought of that sometimes is just too overwhelming maybe for some. And then they get just too overwhelmed with, oh, I don't, how am I going to find time to clean it? How am I going to find time to wash all the bedding? How am I going to find time then to grocery shop for everything that I need as well as prepare it? So I think that that first step, which is a must as a host, is too overwhelming for some. And then I think the other suspicion I may have that holds people back from entertaining is the fear of it flopping. You know, the fear that, I forgot whatever at the grocery and I can't make, I can't prepare the breakfast casserole or I forgot that the beans were on and now they're burnt to oblivion and cannot be served. So sort of the fear of failure or flopping, I would suspect keeps some folks from entertaining too. Do you have any suggestions for the people that are entertaining those thoughts about fear of failure in this area? Sure. One would be, Don't think about your whole house. Just take one room, give yourself, give yourself a couple of days to get that done. Don't attempt to do that in one day and take it room by room so that it's not quite such an enormous task. Not the whole house has to be cleaned on Saturday, just two bedrooms. And then Sunday, Monday, whatever, you know, make a plan to manage your time where it and, and make it smaller one room at a time, two rooms if they're small, and and give yourself plenty of time to do that first. And then your grocery. I still make a list on a piece of paper. Right. And I do it by the meal. So for example, if it's just, let's just say the breakfast casserole, which listeners, I need you to know, my go-to breakfast casserole is Christy's breakfast casserole. It's everyone's favorite. It's her country kitchen sausage casserole. I get compliments on it everywhere I take it. And it has some ingredients that you just don't have on hand. So I think about what goes in that casserole or I'll pull out the recipe card that you've given me and I'll write down all the ingredients I need for that. And then if the next thing I'm making is a broccoli casserole, I'll pull out that recipe card and write down all the, you know, and then take, allow myself plenty of time to go to the grocery, preferably in the early morning when it's not quite so crowded or in the evening when it's not quite so crowded to keep your nerves and your stress level low. Prepare, time manage, write it down. That could ease, I think, some of those feelings of overwhelmment. And as far as if it flops and failure, generally the people that you're inviting into your home (laughs) are people that you love and that love you. And couldn't care less if the beans weren't served or the rolls were forgotten or whatever happens, they're happy to be with you. And so I think if you keep your eye on that prize as a hostess, it'll all be fine. 
That's so good. And thank you for your mm-hmm. sweet words about the casserole. And oh. I will link that in the show notes because I have a place that recipe. If anybody wants it, I'll link and that. You need to. And at the office in Mount Sterling, you know, contractors and well, they all are gentlemen. And for their birthdays, that's what they request. Would you oh. Would you like for me to bring in lunch or no, no. Do you mind to make me that breakfast casserole? Can I have that breakfast casserole? I'm making one for Andrew Friday. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> they love it. Everyone loves it. It is. So I did, definitely I did. share that one. It's a it's an easy and it's so delicious. And I love your advice about the time of day for the grocery because yes, that's not it, really something I've thought about. And well, I, I've noticed I've noticed when I am come out of you know whatever Kroger or Walmart wherever it is you need to shop, and it's a zoo. I'm I'm frazzled. I'm tense. I'm, but when there's no one in there, and I tend to find that early in the morning or in the evening after seven or eight, it's just more relaxing, and you don't get, you just don't feel as frazzled. That is the truth. And also, if people can kind of think about when they operate the best, like for me, in right. the evening my brain is no longer making decisions. Right. <laughs> it it's, is all, it's all done. <laughs> so I and I do almost always go to the grocery store for anything like a, a large Order. adventure to the, mm-hmm. yeah, first thing in the morning, like after I work out or whatever. And so I've never really noticed, but it is empty in there at that time. And my brain just works better. And I know Functions that it's better. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And and you're probably less likely to forget something. Right. B- because exactly. your brain is, you know, engaged and you're not distracted by, you know, the two other people that are standing in front of the peanut butter that you need for five <laughs> minutes. You know, it just, yes. it's, it definitely helps. Now, I like to ask everyone, what does hospitality really mean to you? Hospitality, hospitality, really means to me providing a space for people that you love and that you want to be around. And that's really it. And have some snacks. <laughs> have some it's- snacks and a, a place and a space where everyone feels welcome and at home and comfortable. And yeah, when- that's that's what it means to me. Really, it's 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 the space and the people and the snacks. And you are above and beyond when it comes to making people feel welcome in your home. Oh, what's so uh, sweet. How do you do that? Well, I think, first of all, I love all of you so much, so that's not very difficult. <laughs> and I'm <laughs> always so excited to host and have everybody under one roof, even just for one night or a couple of hours. So that's not that's not hard for me to make you feel welcome because I am so excited that you're here you all are so welcome. But I think the most important thing for me, now not everybody is a hugger, but if you're coming through these doors <laughs> at my house, you're getting one, a big one, a big <laughs> smile, a big hug, and a big compliment, be it, I am so glad you're here, or I've missed you so much, or oh my gosh, your hair has never looked better. Whatever it is I see about you that that goes through my brain, I'm sharing that right off the bat. And I think, gosh, oh, that that never hurts anything to give everybody a big hug and a big smile and a big compliment. 
I think too, Christy, if you've ever walked into a home or to a space when no one got up, no one said hello first, no one offered a hug or a comp, it, you feel that. Right. And I have felt that before. And I don't think that it's intentional by any stretch of the imagination, you know, but I do think consciously, I never want anyone to feel like I felt upon entering a room or a or a home, knowing that I'm welcome, you know, obviously, but certainly doesn't, didn't feel like it because no one spoke first, no one stood up, no one offered a hug or a, you know, I think that's kind of important too, is, is if you've ever felt like, oh gosh, I know I'm welcome here, but it doesn't seem like anyone's too excited to see me, <laughs> that you can figure out a way to make sure no one feels that way when they enter your place. Yes. And I feel like the number one opportunity for a guest to feel awkward or unsure yes. of themselves is when they're walking through the door. And Absolutely. You just take care of that beautifully because now their brain is no longer remotely thinking about themselves because right, they're focused right. on you. Right. And they can just let go of any anxieties or, you know, just get in here, set your stuff down and give me a hug. I'm so happy to see you. Yes. And we all know that things do not always go perfectly when we invite people over. <laughs> Why don't do you have any stories? Oh about? my gosh. I don't think that it's ever gone. <laughs> <laughs> Ever gone perfectly. Oh, I've got so many. I won't bore you with too many. Two of my favorites would have to be, let's start with the first one. So I cannot remember the particular year, but I know that Emily was married, but had no children. So this is one of my sisters and she and Jenny and Jenny's husband and their children at the time, only one Reese decided they they just parlay the Thursday night Thanksgiving into Friday night. And then Friday night turned into Saturday night. <laughs> and I am at this point by Saturday breakfast, I'm out of I I don't have anything in my pantry. I don't have anything in my in my refrigerator. So Art goes over to his parents' house and raids their freezer full of fish, fresh fish that they had caught. And we do a fish fry on Saturday night. And then that morning, he woke up and set the oven timer and said, guys, it's been fun. <laughs> but when this when this timer goes off, I, I need you all out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> I have not heard that one. <laughs> he set the timer. He set the timer for my sisters and their families to leave. And then the other funny one also involves my husband. and. Isn't that ironic? It's all, it's my side of the family, right? It's not, it's not his <laughs> side of the family that he's setting the timer for. But anyway, mom, my mom had brought bacon wrapped shrimp, which is also an excellent recipe, Christy, if you want to talk about that. It's raw shrimp marinated in French dressing and wrapped in bacon and you broil it. And it, it was a crowd favorite too, but it is. She forgot about it. So the bacon and the broiler and the oven and the fire alarm and the smoke and the 
and my husband coming through the kitchen with the blower from outside. Oh, gosh. (laughs) This is the fire alarm going off, people trying to open doors and windows, and him with that blower. I just remember standing in my kitchen looking around going, oh, that didn't go well. (laughs) (laughs) That is so funny. I didn't know that either. I knew that it had happened, but I didn't know he brought a, a blower in. He sure did. Brought the blower in to try to, you know, get the smoke out. But it, you know, no one cared at the at the end of the evening or the meal or by the next morning. It definitely didn't ruin anything or put even much of a damper. We were laughing, laughing about it as it was happening. Right. So, you know, I just think keep stress to a minimum because the bottom line is the people that are there love you and you love them and they're not expecting perfection. So don't expect it of yourself and let it go. Let it go and enjoy each other. And what's the one piece of advice that you would give the new hostess that's just getting started? Give yourself plenty of time to prepare. Like we talked about earlier, give yourself a couple of days to get your house nice and clean and your sheets nice and clean and your house you know, clean ready. Give yourself plenty of time to make your list for whatever meals you're preparing, as well as any toiletries that you may want to provide for your overnight guests. Give yourself plenty of time for that. Give yourself plenty of time to set up, set your tables, set your chairs, make sure you have everything. And if you don't, you still have time to purchase. Oh, I need I need two more napkins of this, or I need a couple more, you know, forks. When you have plenty of time, there's no stress in, oh, I ran out of such and such. So definitely give yourself plenty of time to prepare for those two things. And then while you're setting up and while you're wanting it to be as perfect as you want, keep in mind, these people love you and you love them and they're not expecting it to be perfect. So what's most important isn't your table setting or the actual meal. It's how they felt while they were there and when they woke up and when they left. You know, hopefully when you guys get back in your car, you don't say, well, that was awful. I'm not, I'm never coming back there again. <laughs> no, you say, my gosh, that was so much fun. It's always so good to see each other. It's always so good to be with each other. I loved our dance party or I love not, wasn't that casserole just divine? That's great. <laughs> I mean, that'd be great. But most importantly, it's the experience and the people that you shared the meal with and helped clean up and, you know, had great conversations with. That's what's important. And that's what I would tell the young hostesses out there is make the experience what it's about. And that's the camaraderie and the and the fun that you can have with your loved ones while you're hosting, not the perfect table setting or the perfect meal. And I love what you said. You mentioned it really briefly, but because we talk about mindset a lot on here. And what you said when you're setting up the table not to be stressed about, you know, getting everything perfect. But that's the that is the perfect time to kind of prepare your mind about while you're setting up, you can be preparing your mind about how you want to make your guests feel loved or how how much fun you're going to have. And like that totally changes your attitude. Absolutely. And start while you're setting up. Oh my gosh, who can I put here? Who who is going to sit at this table that's going to laugh and giggle the most? I think I'm going to put all the college kids together at this table and they are going to have a ball. You know, just start getting your mindset into 
all the things that are going to be talked about while they're sitting there and and shared while they're sitting there instead of does that napkin match this placemat and oh my god what kind of plate you know I think right. you're right mindset is everything I love it that is great great advice and if you're looking to for yeah. you know dinnerware or the perfect casserole dish or it's your one-stop shop for entertaining I mean it's yeah. napkins napkin rings placemats you know, if you're preparing a meal for somebody, you will find it there. Give yourself plenty of time to grocery shop. And if you're starting out brand new and you don't have the first thing to entertain from a napkin ring to a dish, stop in for friends and they will set you up. That is the truth. Well, we are at the speed round part. Are you ready for that? Okay. What is your favorite candy? Reese's Cup. I already knew that one. <laughs> what food do you hate? Beef stew. Hmm. If you could go anywhere in the world to travel, where would it be? Greek islands. Who was your teenage celebrity crush? Rocky. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> I had him all over my bulletin board. <laughs> I was not expecting that. <laughs> okay. What is your favorite wine? Pinot Noir. Anything from Oregon. Taking notes there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And lastly, do you have a favorite cookbook? I do. And it's it's not one that you would, that's out there, you know, on the market, but Uh, Like I mentioned, my husband's a contractor and every year they have a convention, the Highway Contractors Convention, and all the gals put together a cookbook and it spans generations. And it's definitely a Southern, you know, because it's from the convention is just the state of Kentucky. And it's a go-to for me. It's everything from salads and appetizers and soups to entrees to desserts. And I, I do prefer a Southern meal. Well, any cookbook where they are putting their name attached to the recipe, you know, you can trust. Absolutely. Absolutely. Those are always the best for sure. Mm -hmm. And it's my go-to. And I, and now I don't even have to, I can tell from the greasy fingers and the, you know, barbecue sauce. I know exactly (laughs) what page I'm looking for. I don't even have to look up at the, at the index. Well, before we go, why don't you tell everyone where they can find 340 on social oh, media and sure. internet? Oh, I would love to. I would love to. So if you're looking to book or just browse on the internet, we're at three and then the word 40, F-O-R-T-Y, Lex, L-E-X dot com. And the same for Instagram and Facebook. It's three and then the word spelled out 40, F-O-R-T-Y, Lex. And we're on Instagram and Facebook, social media. Perfect. Well, Lisa, this has been even better than I expected. <laughs> and I had really high expectations. <laughs> I I could talk to you forever. I'm so thankful that you thought of me and that you let me do this. It's my very first one and I had a ball. Well, Everyone is just going to love all of your practical tips because you gave us so many ways to really prepare for our guests and to prepare ourselves for our guests. And right. <laughs> so I can't thank you enough for being here and sharing all these tips. You are the best. 
Thank you, dear. I certainly love you and I'm so proud of you and your happy hostess and your podcast. You're just amazing. Amazing. Thank you, Lisa. (laughs) Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Happy Hostess Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, rate, and review it on your podcast app. It would mean the world to me. If you need links for anything mentioned during this episode, head over to happyhostesscollective.com and you'll find them in the show notes. A new episode comes out every Tuesday and I can't wait for you to tune in next time. Until then, have a great week.